Welcome to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Thank you so much for joining us this weekend. I'm Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander off of a Thanksgiving holiday. Bill, how are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, Jason, life is good. I uh, hope, hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope everyone had a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. I mean, what could be better than sitting down with, with family, hopefully, and and enjoying a wonderful meal and enjoying everyone's company. Um, again, my favorite holidays, uh, no question about it. It's just wonderful to have that. And I, I hope uh, folks at home uh, were able to be with family and, and had a big uh, group around the table and the like. And if you know, there's um, there, there's also an, another uh, festivity that uh, seems to be um, taking uh, hold uh, called Friendsgiving. Uh, are, are you familiar with that? I, I've had many of Friendsgiving in my time. Have you really? Yeah. Well, I, you know, it's it's a new concept to me, but I love it. I mean, it's basically okay. Maybe uh, we don't have as much family around as as we hope, or people live way out of state, or whatever. So instead, we have the we have the big meal with with friends. I mean, how how wonderful! I I love that. I hope uh, uh, you know from my perspective uh, that may even be better than than the Christmas parties, <laughs> if you will. Um, uh, just, just a wonderful concept, uh, and I hope uh, folks are in, enjoying that. Of course, today is uh, is Saturday, and of course, uh, yesterday was Black Friday, and Monday is Cyber Monday, and of course, it seems this year that uh, Black Friday started after Halloween. <laughs> you know, with so many retailers and the like, um, and, and so. Uh, it just, uh, well, I mean, it's overwhelming to me. I'm, I'm not a shopper. I mean, you can tell that just by listening to me. I try to avoid the, the stores. And, of course, at this time of year, uh, you can't avoid the crowds if, if you go anywhere um, in terms of, of a store where there's shopping going on. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, uh, I guess there there uh, are some benefits to shopping at home, but you know, to the degree you like to shop, getting out uh, is, I guess, uh, sort of nice. But that segues into some of the things that I want to talk about, and I don't mean it to be a downer, but I, I want to talk uh, at least briefly about um, money mistakes that so many of us make. Hopefully, we don't make them too often. <laughs> okay. So what do you think my first mistake might be that I'll mention to people? It might, I mean, think about the time of year we're in. Uh, and so what do you think the first uh, mistake might be? Well, you always like to say to live within your means. So I'm going to say, Bill, it might be something to do with spending or overspending. No question about it. Uh, making unnecessary purchases uh, is a, a big mistake that we all make. And of course, um, seniors uh, can even be, an, uh, it, it can have a, a greater effect on them because our seniors are living on a fixed income and 
seniors want to be generous generally with their children and grandchildren, particularly the grandchildren. It's all about the grands, but but frankly, uh, we, we want to give, and sometimes uh, those gifts uh, can actually put financial stress on us uh, because, uh, the, and of course, the thing about it is, is even those with very little nest egg have the same want in terms of giving to our grandchildren and to our children too, to a lesser degree. So, and you know, if if our health is good and those kinds of things, it's hard to be pessimistic about the fact that next year life might be more difficult. Uh, and so we're more likely to give more generously. And sometimes it's actually uh, a good thing to um, now, another retailer is going to like what I'm saying, but the fact is, is that uh, maybe we should be a little more modest in our gift giving. And there's there are ways to um, uh, to do that. I mean, some families, um, it, you know, consolidate so they only, in essence, receive one gift instead of their having to buy 20 gifts for every person so that everybody gets five or ten gifts as opposed to one. I mean, really, when you think about the spirit of the season uh, and what it's really about, uh, then does it really matter if if you get 20 gifts as opposed to one uh, or how big that gift is? It, you know, those kinds of things, it, you know, it's... Being with together is far more important than than uh, what you might receive, and of course, the other thing is prices uh, clearly have gone up on a lot of things. I I went to the grocery store, and no, I'm not a cook really, but I, I make a mean pecan pie, and I'll be more than happy to give that recipe out again. However, you know, I was shocked. Uh, I I looked at four nice steaks, you know, nice ribeyes. And dang it, they were over a hundred dollars for a steak, you know, for steak. And I mean, yeah, okay, I like it. Did I buy it? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, turkey prices are great, <laughs> you know. But I, I mean, it's the kind of thing where you really have to be careful. Uh, you know, I, I was just uh, really shocked, and I, I know that those prices will come back down. You know, that's a supply chain issue, uh, no question about it, and that, that's going to resolve itself, and prices will come back down. Uh, but at the same time, uh, for right now, it's like not many of us can afford to, to do that sort of thing. So anyway, obviously... Um, Nobody's going to pay attention to what I'm saying in terms of unnecessary purchases this time of year. But if you can just control it a little bit so that in, I mean, really, for a lot of folks, the, you know, the, the piper gets paid in January. And that's when you're going, oh, no, it's going to take me a whole year to recover from this. <laughs> so it's just a matter of being careful. All right. So. Let's go through some of the other money mistakes. Um, a biggie, particularly for young people, is in essence saving what's left over, if there is anything left over, particularly when you're spending unnecessarily, 
you know, it's really, uh, when you're talking about spending, you got to really know the difference between wants and needs because <laughs> you got to eliminate or reduce significantly the wants and focus on needs. But saving is done by allocating an amount. That, that's your first expense, what's going into your savings, what's going into your retirement account. And then... You after you have saved, that's when you spend on necessaries. Because if you save only what's left over, there's not going to be enough to save for most people. So saving in advance, first expense out each, each payday. And the younger you are, the more important it is to be in that habit. No, no question about it. And of course, going back to the basics and having a budget in terms of knowing what your needs are so that those things are allocated first, that's what keeps you from getting in trouble because otherwise you end up doing what? Using a credit card. And guess what? You can't save anything when you use a credit card. And then if you don't pay it off at the end of the month, that is the absolute worst situation you can possibly be in because interest rates for credit cards are extraordinarily high and that's why so many young people get into a spiral where they can't pay it off uh, and you know a lot of folks already have two jobs and and it's really hard to get a third job <laughs> so you know that's something that all of us need to work on and if you've never created a budget have somebody in your family help you with it. Having a budget and knowing where your money's going each month is something that really helps you with money, uh, helps a lot. Now, third mistake is jumping on the bandwagon. You know, particularly when you're thinking in terms of market, if, if you are basically reacting to good and bad news, economic news that comes out every day, you're gonna lose everything because that's the worst way to invest. I mean, so many people don't want to put their money into the market unless all the all of the uh, news is good. It seems the market's great. Well, guess what? When when that's happening, the markets are typically at their highest levels. And if you put your money in the market at that point and not expect the market to go down a little bit or a lot, then you're making a huge mistake. So, uh, and then what happens to so many people is they put their money in the market at the highest point of the market, and then it drops by 10 or 15 points, percentage points. And it's like, oh, no, we're going to lose everything. We've got to get out of the market, you know. And so there you go. There's the herd mentality again, and that's when you lose your money. It's only a paper loss if you keep your money in the market, you know. And then because the market does go up more than it goes down, you just don't know when it's going to do either. So the fact is is that that's the worst mistake you can make. The whole, that's why I tell folks, you know, you got to have a safety bucket. So if the market goes down, you don't have to take your money out of the market. Uh, safety bucket means money, savings in the bank that you don't have to worry about. And then you basically invest and leave it there. And then if the market goes way up and you want to take a little out, that's fine, you know, because that's what it's for. It's for your future to be able to do that. 
but reacting to economic news based on what everybody else is doing is the worst mistake in my mind that folks can make. And that just leads to not asking for help. Uh, you know, folks are, unless you're a financial guru yourself and you really enjoy it and you focus on it, uh, having a financial advisor that you trust that can help you really helps. And of course, there are other folks who are willing to help you as well, who are very good, the ones who do focus on it and those kinds of things. But so many of us don't have the time to put into it to really know what we're doing. And those of you who don't have enough time to focus on your investments are more likely to follow the herd and make the horrible mistakes that people can make unless you have somebody that's backing you up, a good advisor that can keep you on track. Having someone there to guide you along the way and to make sure that they're able to fill in those things that you don't know. Because as we often say on the show, you don't know what you don't know, and that can get you into trouble. So be sure to follow those four money money tips, those money mistakes that Bill uh, has warned us about. Those are wonderful, Bill. Thank you for that. Don't forget, if you want to schedule an appointment to speak with Bill or learn more about him, head on over to WGA Law. That's Bill's website, WGALaw.com. From there, you can schedule an appointment to speak with Bill. You can also learn more about Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, December 8th. There's two of them covering the subjects of long-term care assistance as well as asset protection and trust planning. These are free webinars, free to attend, free to register. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button at the top of the page, WGALaw.com. Or you can call 919-256-7000, 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can learn more about him at WGALaw.com. WGALaw.com is also where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars. If you want to learn more about the area of long-term care and long-term care assistance, financial assistance that may be available to you in the form of uh, Medicaid as well as veterans benefits, you need to register and attend Bill's free webinars. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. Or if you want to learn more about asset protection and trust planning, Bill's got an afternoon webinar on Wednesday, December 8th, covering that subject. Both are happening on that day. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the Seminars button to learn more. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And Bill, it's the holiday season. You know, we, we like surprises and gifts, but there are a few surprises that, that maybe we're not so keen on. Well, that's well. actually, there's one last comment I wanted to make about money mistakes. Uh, and I think this is actually an important one, and, and it's don't sweat the small stuff. The fact is all of us make mistakes. I don't care how smart you are, how diligent you are, you're going to mess up, okay? I mean, because 
None of us, as we like to think we have a crystal ball, but there's not a single person out there with a true crystal bar, ball. And the fact is, is it's impossible to go through life without making mistakes. And of course, that's true with life. It's true with money as well. And so, uh, you know, if you overspent yesterday, then so so be it. Uh, it you know, it's the kind of thing where um, we're going to guess wrong. I mean, you know, business planning is about making plans based on uh, where you want to be uh, in the future. Uh, it's based on the likely scenarios. It's best best information we have. But you know what? Sometimes the best information that we have is not good. <laughs> it's not right. And so we go in the direction that, that doesn't necessarily take us where we want to go. So frankly, it's important to, to realize that we're going to make mistakes from time to time and just celebrate our mistakes and try not to make them again. And, you know, that, that will make for a much happier uh, lifestyle. <laughs> Well, very good. You know, it's it's like you said, we tend to make these mistakes and even the best of us can uh, fall prey to that from time to time. But um, as I was opening the segment, Bill, there's some pr surprises out there that we need to look out for, and particularly those are who are going into retirement. Absolutely. And, and of course, it's even more important for those who um, have gone into retirement. There's some a lot of things that people need to think about uh prior to retirement in terms of uh, you know what how they save and what they save and what they're going to have because the fact is is that when we get into retirement we then have a fixed income it, it's not like when you're young and you can actually work two or three jobs if you if you need to you know the fact is Yes, when we retire, it's because we generally don't want to have to go into the office anymore. <laughs> we want to be able to do the things we want to do and travel and do things like that. But the fact is that uh, many of us are, don't actually have the resources to, to do a whole lot, um, and there can be some surprises. Okay, so, I mean, it's just like... And they shouldn't be necessarily surprises. It's like you you should be planning for it. Uh, but, I mean, it's just like if you own a home and you end up having to put a new roof on and it costs you ten dollars or $15,000 or more to do that, well, that really shouldn't be a surprise, but it is an, uh, an expense that's going, oh, no, I wish I didn't have to spend that money right now, but it's really important to have a good roof on your home so you don't have leaks, <laughs> you know. So, But the fact is is that for a lot of folks, taking ten or $15,000 out of their nest egg has an impact on how much money they uh, can, can make because that money is no longer working for them. It's no longer there once you've spent, spent it on a new roof. And and of course, housing costs, hidden and unhidden, are a huge expense for many seniors. And that's one of the reasons that I've always said it's better to have your home paid off when you hit retirement, because that significantly reduces uh, your expenses each month uh, and uh, your 
your your fixed income can go farther because you're not having to pay rent and you're not having to pay that big mortgage payment. But of course, part of your mortgage payment typically uh, will be your taxes and insurance, what they collect in escrow. And so you really need to be escrowing your money so that every uh, six months or every year you can pay your insurance and every year you can pay your your property taxes. Uh, But anybody that owns their home has much less expense than somebody who has to pay rent. And of course, one of the bad things about rent is it goes up every year. It's always going to go up to meet inflation every year. Uh, And oftentimes rent goes up even more than that. And that, when you have a fixed income, that obviously makes a difference. Now, people who have a small mortgage, you know, because there are a lot of folks out there that might only be paying seven or eight hundred dollars a month for their mortgage payment, at least you can say that it's fixed. Uh, the only thing that can go up would be the escrow for taxes and insurance as that goes up. But that helps, you know. In, in other words, you're paying a whole lot less uh, at seven or $800 than you would be if you were uh, having to pay uh, rent for a two-bedroom apartment. And those are astronomically high at this point, uh, which is really... Um, uh, important, but let's say that you own your home, then you have other expenses that are unanticipated. Uh, but home repairs, this might surprise you. Unanticipated, and I want to emphasize unanticipated because that shouldn't be the case, but unanticipated home repairs are retirees' single most common financial surprise. Uh, and so many home repairs can be pretty darn expensive. I mean, if your H, you know, if your heating system goes out, your HVAC, and it has to be replaced, or if if you have a, a leak repair, you know, the plumbing is bad, or anything along those lines. Uh, the bottom line is is that all of us as homeowners actually do, in fact, need to allocate some money for repairs. Uh, each um, each year, and so many of us don't. You, you know, you're living month to month, and it's like, well, there is no money for that. Uh, so somehow you got to figure that out as part of your your pre planning. But you want a safe place to live. Um, now uh, you can also, you know, one of your best ways to figure that out is spend a few hundred dollars um, on uh, an inspector. You know, you, you, most of us had an inspector when we bought our house, but that might have been 25 or 30 years ago, and we haven't done everything we're supposed to do. So having it reinspected uh, by somebody who knows what they're doing, they can point out little things that we could do fairly inexpensively so that they don't become major expenses for us, and that can be really helpful. And then for those seniors who want to stay in place, and frankly, even though it's not necessarily a great idea for some folks, uh, you know, if you can afford it, then fine. But at the same time, uh, oftentimes we have to do things to our home, like a wheelchair ramp, or, you know, if we have to have a wheelchair, oftentimes our doors aren't wide enough (laughs) so we have to in essence enlarge the opening and put a different kind of door in and things like that 
uh, and that can be expensive uh, to stay in place. So with housing, I really wanted to, um, uh, to, to talk about some of the other issues because I just had a wonderful family that I've represented for many years, and, and um, they're seniors, late 70s, and they have a really nice house, uh, but the master bedroom is upstairs, uh, like so many houses in this area, uh, and it's requiring steps that are becoming more difficult for them. So obviously, I mean, it, you can look at it two different ways. Steps keep you healthy because you have to go up and down the steps and that sort of thing. However, it's also the most dangerous thing in your home because if you slip and fall, that's the, for many seniors, that's the very worst thing that can happen to them uh, because they can break a limb, they can break a hip, they can hit their head. Uh, which for many seniors is the beginning of the end. And, and so um, steps are dangerous, and we just have to acknowledge that. Uh, seniors are far better off in a, a, a ranch-style home or um, uh, in um, a, a situation, um, you know, an independent living community or another community where they don't have steps. They have elevators and, and the like. Um, but anyway, part of it was, should we sell our home and move to a smaller home, a ranch-style home? And so it's a good time to talk about some of these issues. And so, frankly, a lot of things, sometimes it's cheaper to stay put, you know, particularly if your home can be safe. Now, steps make that a difficult choice. But selling your home is an expense, and moving to a smaller home is in fact an expensive proposition and a lot of folks don't think about the the moving expenses and, and then when you get to a, a new smaller home ranch style home um, you have um, you know draperies blinds to pay for you sometimes your old furniture won't fit your smaller rooms so you have to buy new furniture uh, and so, and then you have realtor costs and all of the other stuff built in. So it's a pretty expensive proposition. But there are emotional tolls that you have to think about as well. In this particular case, my folks lived in Raleigh. They've lived here all their lives. They have a community. They have neighbors and friends and church, uh, all local. And their children and, and grandchildren don't live here okay they they live an hour away okay so or 45 minutes at least so the the question is should they move to a community like a, a, a an apartment or an over 55 community near their grandchildren where they would love to be close to the grandchildren not about the, ch the children it's the grands that that's important the fact is that there's a big emotional toll there. Then a lot of times the children don't appreciate the fact that if their parents move close to them and give up their friends and neighbors and church in their old community, that's tough. And then the children are it. They are tagged because they're the ones now that have to offer 100% of the support system for the parents. And that's huge. And oftentimes it's far better 
uh, for the parents to, even if they move, to stay close to their old neighborhood, their church, their friends, and the like, um, because there's an emotional toll that that goes with it. Now, if you if your parents don't have friends and they don't <laughs> have no community, okay, they can move. And there are lots of folks that will choose their grandchildren over their old friends anyway. But the fact is, is that is a fact that needs to be thought out before somebody goes and does. Now, frankly, I'm not partial to moving into, quote, an apartment. Now, obviously, right now is a fantastic time to sell anything that you're trying to sell. People are buying like crazy. It's the craziest time I've ever seen. But your easy time to sell, but then if you're trying to buy, it's a horrible time to try to buy anything. So it's not like a normal thing where you 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 know you sell and then you 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 turn around and you buy something that's really nice with at a reasonable price. You can sell, but you can't buy right now. So that uh, makes it extremely difficult. Uh, and should should seniors be building something? I don't think so. And and see, the other factor is for so many people that uh, building. I, I mean, just. Uh, going t to uh, a, a new community, a new house, if you will, where they could pay cash for it, but it still takes about five years or longer, between five and ten years, to get your money back out of the house. It's, a lot of seniors don't have five or ten years to stay there because for many of them, they might be able to live there comfortably for three, three or four years, but then something happens where they can't uh, do that anymore. So I realize we need to take a break and I wanna talk about uh, an alternative that more seniors should look at. We will get to that and don't forget if you want to learn more about Bill or schedule an appointment to see him, go to wgalaw.com to do that. Or if you wanna register and attend Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, December 8th, go to wgalaw.com com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page we're taking a quick break but we'll be right back this is asset protection today with attorney bill alexander we'll be back after this This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. Learn more about him by going to WGALaw.com, WGALaw.com. That's where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, December 8th. This is the last session before the end of the year. If you want to learn more about long-term care assistance, financial assistance available to middle-class families dealing with long-term care expenses, as well as learning more about asset protection and trust planning. This is a wonderful opportunity to do it at no cost to you. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button to learn more. Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. Bill, we're talking retirement surprises right now, particularly retirement expenses. And just before the break, we were talking about um, some things to consider if we're looking to move. <coughs> well, absolutely, and 
One of the things that I wanted to point out is that um, seniors, particularly those, you know, over 75 uh, to 85 in that range, because it's very common, one option that should always be considered is is selling your home and moving to an independent living community. Uh, so many people think that you have to pay a gob of money, everything you got, in order just to walk in the door. There are some places like that, but there are also many places where there's no upfront cost. There's just a monthly cost, uh, and there are a number of them where the monthly cost is very modest. In fact, my, what I've seen is the monthly cost for those places that don't have an upfront fee is actually almost the same as the ones that have an up upfront fee. So uh, bottom line is it's affordable for many, many folks. And the fact is if you're single, it's a very safe place to go where you can have companionship and activities so you're not necessarily lonely. Um, uh, and for those uh, married couples who have, um, you know, wh where you just want an easier lifestyle, or if you have one spouse who's in decline, it's far easier to take care of a spouse in decline while you're living in independent living because you don't have to mow the yard and you don't have to worry about where your next meal is going to come from and you have activities you can enjoy and you're in a safe environment so you don't have to worry about your spouse if you need to go out for the afternoon or evening. Uh, because it's in a safe environment, which is really nice. But you're still independent. You can come and go as you please, but you have a safety system set up for you right there. And one of the biggest secrets that a lot of folks don't realize, because those folks who um, just demand to stay at home, they will pay the most for caregivers to come in. And they will pay more because most agencies have a three or four hour minimum even if the caregiver comes in helps you for 30 minutes and then sits there for three and a half hours and does nothing you're going to pay about a hundred dollars for that 30 minutes of care and most seniors when they need assistance they need it at two times during the day first part of the morning to get up get dressed and then when they're getting ready to go to bed get get a bath and get dressed for bed and get into bed those are the two times that seniors need help. So if you're in independent living, there are people there all the time who can assist you with those, and it only costs you about $20 instead of $100 when people come by to help. So that's a big secret about independent living that a lot of folks don't realize, and it's, it's one that people should take advantage of. Well, again, that kind of factors into the whole money equation and making sure that we can live within our means. And if that's an option for you, that's certainly something to consider because as we've discussed so much on this program in the past that uh, the cost of care is, is quite expensive. So if you can save in that regard, that's a wonderful option for you. Don't forget, WGALaw.com is where you can go to register for Bill's free webinars happening on Wednesday, December 8th. Click on the Seminars button at the top of WGALaw.com to register for free and to learn more. WGALaw.com is where you want to go. Or if you want to call the office, that phone number is 919-256-7000. 919-256-7000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back.
You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. I am Jason Kong here with Bill Alexander. And uh, Bill, we're touching on a variety of topics here as we're uh, still in our afterglow from Thanksgiving. But there's another retirement surprise that shouldn't be a surprise, and that is that Medicare, most seniors think that Medicare covers a whole lot more than it actually covers. So there can be some real health care. I'm not even talking about long-term care yet. I'm just talking about regular health care surprises uh, when you're on uh, Medicare because most seniors don't really appreciate uh, those kinds of things. But Medicare Part A covers hospital stays. Uh, but it doesn't cover all the costs. It does cover most. Part B covers doctor visits. So, you know, but most seniors do still go to the dentist. They still need uh, eyeglasses or uh, the like, the vision care, hearing care. Uh, you know, uh, most of us men have hearing loss. <laughs> Our wives will tell us, won't we? Um, and a lot of, uh, pres- you know, prescription uh, drugs are not covered. Those are with supplemental plans. And so uh, there can be tons of surprises out there in terms of copays and deductibles and the like that we're not expecting. The same thing with Part D, drug plans. You know, we, we may have an expensive drug and our plan doesn't cover it. Or right now this is open enrollment season you got to check to make sure that your plan covers the drugs that you take, particularly if they are expensive drugs. And, of course, uh, those who have traditional Medicare typically are going to be buying a Medigap or a supplemental plan for Medicare. That helps a whole lot. But if you can't afford that, then you might do better with a Medicare Advantage plan, which oftentimes can cover vision and dental and hearing and things like that and, and might get, get you a better deal overall. But you also got to make sure your drugs are covered because that's a huge expense for seniors in terms of uncovered uh, drug expenses. So that's... Uh, great. Now, if, if you're younger and you're still working and you have the option of, of contributing to a health savings account, uh, that's uh, one of the sweetest things you can possibly do. Max it out every year. Now, you're limited as to how much you can put in it, but max it out every year and you can retain it in your senior years to help cover these some of these uncovered costs. Now, similar to health care, long-term care is a huge shock. For seniors, and the, the bad news is the the uh, Health and Human Services of the federal government says seventy. If we reach sixty-five years of age, we, there's a seventy percent chance that we will need some long-term care, and the average is is three years of long-term care. And three years of long-term care can can be anywhere from a hundred thousand to several hundred thousand dollars, and going up because it's becoming more and more expensive. And there are very few families that can afford it. That's why in my uh, webinar each month, I talk about these long-term care expenses that where there's no government assistance. There are a lot of folks that think the government's going to take care of you. And there's some huge holes in the safety net. The more you know, the better you are, but that doesn't pay for it. So the bottom line is, is if you need nursing care, 
more than likely we can get you on Medicaid, but otherwise there, the likelihood is that there's no assistance, so your options are very limited, unless you have a ton of money where you can pay out of pocket, self-insure, and that typically means you have liquidity of at least a million, million and a half or more, and there are not many folks that have that, uh, or they have long-term care insurance, uh, which, of course, uh, those folks with less liquidity really need. So it's really those folks in the middle class, the folks who have plenty of money, they can self-insure. The rest of us need long-term care insurance. Uh, and even wealthier folks oftentimes like to have that long-term care insurance. Now, there are a lot of folks that think, oh, gosh, it's way, way too expensive, and we may, if we're lucky, never need it. Well, it is expensive, and that's a possibility that you won't need it. However, you know, the fact is we all purchase insurance every day that we will never need. I mean, we all, every one of us who have a home pay homeowner's insurance, and it's highly unlikely that we will ever get a dime out of the insurance that we pay for. Not, we might have a little damage here and there, but the likelihood of a major catastrophic uh, uh, calamity, the, the risk of that is so low, it's not funny, but the risk of long-term care is 70 to 80%. So which one would you rather insure? Yes, it's expensive, but if you can afford it uh, and you get it while you're younger and insured, you know, I tell folks, look at it in their 40s and 50s or, or early 60s, and you can only get it if you are insurable. You have to get it before you have, you know, stents put in or cancer scares or heart attacks or diabetes or any of the things that can make us uninsured. Getting ahead of the game that is the way that can really save you and make sure that you're not incurring more financial cost than is necessary and one of the best ways to learn about this very complicated area and making sure that you're not hit with a sur surprise expense when it comes to long-term care is registering and attending Bill's free webinars. They're happening on Wednesday, December 8th. If you want to learn more about assistance that may be available to you in terms of long-term care expenses, this is a wonderful free opportunity for you to do that. Go to WGALaw.com and click on the seminars button at the top of the page. Again, this is happening Wednesday, December 8th. Register now so you reserve your spot and don't forget the afternoon session deals with asset protection and trust planning if you want to learn more about those subjects you can do so for free by going to wgalaw.com and clicking on the seminars button at the top of the page or if you want to call the office the phone number to reach bill is 919-256-7000 919-256-7000 7,000. A quick break and back with more. This is Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander, and we will be right back. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. I'm Jason Kong here with 
Bill Alexander. Bill, we've been going through these retirement surprise expenses. We're just about out of time here, but let's see if we can squeeze in a few more. Well, an, an, another retirement surprise financially is if and when we have a child in crisis. And it, quite frankly, it's natural for us as a parent to want to step in to help our child or grandchild who is in real trouble financially and needs, uh, needs help from us. But the fact is, is that the older we are, we have fixed income, it, it, you're putting your own retirement livelihood in jeopardy because it's very difficult to recover because you know you're never going to get the money back. And the fact is, is that we, it, it, it's a real tough decision because, quite frankly, you may be putting your own health and life in jeopardy by helping your child or grandchild. So uh, you just have to recognize it becomes a dilemma. Most of us are better off uh, basically not helping at that point. And like I said, that, that seems heartless, but sometimes it's the very best thing you can do all around. It's hard for a lot of us to do, but uh, you know, it's, it, those family dynamics and those situations can make things very complicated. Don't forget, if you want to learn more from Bill and attend one of his free webinars, go to WGALaw.com. Click on the Seminars button at the top of the page if you want to register for free for Bill's webinars happening on Wednesday, December 8th. Go to WGALaw.com to learn more. We're out of time for today, but we thank you so much for listening. Hope you will join us again next weekend. On behalf of Bill Alexander, I'm Jason Kong, thanking you for listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander. Have a wonderful day.